Hey y'all, I'm Kua. And this is Kendra. And this is the Black Gems Dive In Podcast. Podcast about inclusive cultures and everything DEI. Hey Kua. Hey Kendra. Well, we are here. It's been a minute since we were together. Yeah, I feel you like. know what? It really has. Like the last couple of pods, I don't know. I, it just literally came to me as I was saying. I know, right? Like, but you did the pod last week. Yes, with Durgum and yes. Leah. Really great conversation about Lockstep, yep. which was amazing. Um, they did launch that platform, so I hope more people are taking advantage of the conversations that are happening. Yeah, there. and I was able, I think that night I was at the book discussion yes. for Lockstep. Yep. So it was just really great to connect with just area DEI professionals, but also to industry leaders, community advocates. It was just a great time. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, we back. We are back together. Episode five. Five. No guests, just us. Just us. It's been a while since we've just been It's been since last together. season. Has it? Yeah, because I did it by myself. Oh, that's right. And then we, okay. Yeah, so. And we, we are doing that, y'all, because we said we're going to keep this thing going. Right. Be consistent. We're excited about that. We got some cool partnerships that we'll announce um, at a later time. Yes, exciting um, news. Very exciting news on that front. But um, yeah, let's dive right in. Dive right into our hot topic. So our, and it's a hot one. Yo. It is a hot one. Straight <laughs> off the press. Straight off the press. <laughs> <laughs> so our hot topic today is Adidas ends partnership with Kanye West as a at a considerable cost. Considerable cost. Yes, considerable. Yeah. So yeah. we'll we'll go into that and what that looks like, but. Um, so there's an article that went out from New York Times, several articles, but mm-hmm. one article I'm specifically referencing is New York Times. And it says, for more than two weeks, as Kanye West made a series of anti-Semitic remarks and embraced a slogan associated with white supremacists, Adidas, the most important partner in his fashion empire, said only that his relationship with the rapper and designer was under review. So remember that? It was, and what was that, last week or the week before? Yes, yes. So now, y'all, yay. Right. That's his name now. That's his legal name. Yes. Um, As Mr. West is now known, continue his offensive behavior. And with the condemning of the remarks grown more widespread, Adidas announced Tuesday that it would cut his ties Mm -hmm. or cut their ties with him. A move the company said would cost is 250 million euros or 246 million dollars this year. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. I think they said that's like 60% of their business, of I be- Adidas. I believe so. Um, you know, really large percentage. A lot of folks online are just having conversations around like, oh, Adidas is back to number, I don't know what they were. I forgot what it two is. Two or three um, under Nike, I'm assuming. Right. Um, and so. And this was a decade-long relationship, a partnership um, with Kanye. And so it, it raised questions, right? A lot of us, um, myself included, Wore Yeezys. Myself included, too. And I'm not going to say wear, because I'm not going to wear them. And we'll talk about that, but we wore Yeezys. Yeah. Right? Very comfortable sneakers. Um, It was for the culture. Right. At least, quote, unquote. For the culture. Right. right? Um, But everyone loved the partnership with Kanye. Everyone loved the sneakers. And everyone loved just Kanye being out there in the forefront and that brand and name recognition. So now this has happened. So where do we go from here? I mean, I think... There's a lot of things to discuss in terms of, like, where we go from here, right? Like, first and foremost, what he said should be condemned. Mm-hmm. I think we're all in agreement with that. Um, you know, coming out, saying such rhetoric deserves this response, right? right? Like, I think a lot of people will say, well, you know, the freedom of speech, because he was, mm-hmm. the, the, uh, I think, Twitter, Facebook, yep. all the different social media platforms banned him. Yep. 
Um, and so a lot of people always say, well, it's freedom of speech. But it's also, you have freedom of speech, but the consequences, you don't yes. get to decide what that looks like, exactly. right? So I think on one end, yes, he deserves to, you know, get this backlash in terms of the the words that he spoke about. I do think there's some other interesting conversations that are coming mm-hmm. off after this too, right? Like, I, and, and maybe we just dive into this other article yes. because, well, you know, we were kind of having some pre-discussion around this, this topic and kind of thinking about where to connect it to as it relates mm-hmm. to DEI because there's been a lot of conversations just around reputation and what that looks like for right. companies, right? A company like, Adidas, if you are endorsing someone who is saying, you know, racist and anti-Semitic terms and, and, you know, phrases and things like that, yeah, you have to act swiftly. Right. Um, Under review was interesting even in terms of that approach because I think they probably had to decide was that money that they were going to lose worth severing ties. Exactly. And also, too, before the comment was made, Kanye has said other things. Yes. Prior to getting to that point as well. Yes. And so we know that Kanye, um, in an interview, talked about uh, George Floyd's death and how it was not related to his knee on the neck, neck, but fentanyl. And that was, for me, that was a point where I'm like, wow. Right. And even before Adidas stepped in and said, you know, we're going to set, uh, separate our ties with him. For me, that was the point where I'm like, I'm no longer yeah. buying Kanye's stuff. And so, I mean, and there's some conversation to have around that, too, because, of course, we're all on social media and we look at people, you know, people like, oh, well, if y'all going to sell y'all Kanye y'all, um, Yeezys, yep. I'll buy, you know, a size 12. Yep. I'm a size 10. You know, I'll, I'll buy them from you. But I think, you know, he said a lot of things. He's, yeah. He's said a lot of things over many years. Mm-hmm. I think, I forgot when, when Jay-Z had made this comment, and maybe it was after their their um, album, their dual album together, mm-hmm. but Jay-Z was like, yo, Kanye has always been this type of character, right? right? Like, you know, when you saw him on, and I forgot, was that Hurricane Katrina fundraiser yes. or whatever, and he was there with... I forgot the guy's the name. The guy who played Myers. Um, Michael Myers. Not Michael. Not Michael Myers. <laughs> We're, it is Halloween that time, is Halloween. y'all. <laughs> um, but I know his Austin Myers. No. He That's his in, character. Yes. Anyway, y'all know who we're talking about. Yes. Um, when he said George Bush does not care about black people, mm-hmm. right? And that was one of the biggest, you know, outlandish things that he could say about a sitting president at that time. Yeah. Um, and so. I know that folks have said Kanye has always kind of been like this. You saw, we, we talked about the documentary earlier, yep. I think last season, yep. where we were talking about watching it and just seeing how he's and, so creative and yeah. he's this genius in XYZ. Um, but it, it's just interesting how he, yeah. he went from there to here. So he's been saying a lot of things right. for many years. Um, and more recently, I think the thing that, at least in the black community, got raised in terms of awareness right. was when he wore the sweatshirt it says white lives that matter. said white lives matter, right? Standing next to Candace um, Owens. Owens and what that statement meant to people and what that right. did in relation to all of the work that had been done by activists around black lives matter mm-hmm. around um, highlighting the injustices that we've seen, right. um, especially in 2020 and obviously right. decades and centuries before that. Right. But I think to your point, you were saying like, this is what Kanye, this is how Kanye has been acting. This is what Kanye, Kanye does, yeah. right? But then we talk about cancel culture and how do we get here. So you have platforms like Black Lives Matter and other, um, 
you know, other advocacy mm-hmm. groups, the mm-hmm. way that they were able to gain momentum was through social media. Right. Was through, um, you know, tweets and 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 we always talk about uh social advocacy and what mm-hmm, that looks like mm-hmm. and how it's no longer necessarily walking in the streets and um writing and things like that even though that happens right but now you have a huge advocacy arm which is social media right and so when people get information it's immediately yes right i mean as soon as kanye said what he said i'll Within seconds. Everywhere. It's everywhere. And so that's how, you know, I know we're going to dive into cancel culture as well. What does that look like? But, you know, I think years ago people said a lot of things, did a lot of things, and it didn't get a lot of attention because of where social media was. Yeah. Now we literally get news at our fingertips before it even almost happens. And before it hits mainstream, you know, like some of these mainstream news outlets, right? You're seeing this on Twitter. You're seeing this on Instagram, um, et cetera. But... It's it's interesting, right? Because I think we're at this point where there were a lot of different things that were said. And this is the other thing that I'm seeing a lot on social media mm-hmm. as it relates to this hot topic. Um, and people are just saying, listen, it took the anti-Semitic comments in order for yep. this partnership to be you know, right. ended, right? Like right. he was saying a lot of things prior to that. There's a lot of black people who on social media are saying what about some of the racist things that he said? And I don't think this, we're not trying to have this conversation around like, you know, um, what it should take. The reality is all of it should be taken seriously in that manner. But there are conversations where people are saying, okay, now we're canceling him. But when he was saying white lives matter and saying George Floyd died for fentanyl, there were crickets that were happening. Um, Also people have said, you know, Adidas was probably waiting it out Mm -hmm. to see Maybe, you know, it's going to come out. People who have brought up, you know, some of the mental illness things that have have come about. And um, there's just a lot of different angles to this. Um, Ultimately, I think we're in agreement that no matter what is said in that way, it should be condemned. Right. You know, right. Absolutely. And then even narrowing down the scope. So we're going back to not just necessarily pop culture, but now let's look at employers, right? Yeah. And looking at your companies and going back to 2020, we know that so many companies were making statements. Right. Right. DEI statements, what they stood for, it was on their website, right. it was on all their social media platforms. But then we also know that there were things that happened right after that years to come where it was, okay, you have other incidences mm-hmm. and it really tests to mm-hmm. see, are you really holding true to those DEI statements? Right. And we know that when you're looking at some of the younger generation, people really ask those questions and say, if I'm going to a company, are they really standing true to what they're saying? Are they really practicing what they're saying? Right. Because things, again, spread so quickly that if I'm going to a company and I know they're not practicing what they're saying, immediately that's going to spread and cancel culture happens that way. And people are looking, like you said, did you make a statement, right? Make, yeah. Like in, in in terms of things that happened, like George Floyd or, you know, locally May 14th and the incidents that happened, you know, here with the shooting. And so to your point, it's, it's really interesting, the conversations that have shifted because yeah. this is now being highlighted and people are paying attention. Right. Um, and I think also, too, to your point about going back to May 14th. Yeah. And I know there was a lot of, again, people here locally in Buffalo who made statements immediately after mm-hmm. it happened condemning it. But then the other part of it is, again, going back to that accountability. Did you say the word white supremacist? Did you say yeah. racism? Yeah. So now it's like you can't have these blanketed statements anymore. Right. You have to actually call it what it is. And I know a lot of companies were called out for not necessarily saying what it was. Right. Right. 
So I think, you know, there was another article that you had um, sent over and we, we talked about, and this was from um, Campaign, which is um, this, this basically talking about just PR mm-hmm. um, reputation uh, from, from a corporate lens. But the article said that brands should run, not walk away, and lessons from PR pros on Kanye West mm-hmm. crisis, right? And so they talked about how... Kanye West became a coveted partnership for brands, attracting deals from major companies such as Balenciaga, Gap, and Adidas. Uh, but the relationship with the rapper known as Ye-, Ye now has often been more trouble than it's worth. The producer turned rapper has always been prone to controversy, seemingly unable to avoid negative headlines. But while it appeared that companies have been willing to accept his outspoken nature as a price of partnership admission, the musician's recent actions are a tipping point for some brands. And so... We know that the secret catwalk event in Paris where he wore the White Lives Matter shirt mm-hmm. um, and then he was locked out of Twitter, etc. Howard Bragman, he's the chairman and founder of La Brea Media, said that companies that have partnered with Ye need a clear-cut responsibility. They have a clear-cut responsibility. They should run, not walk away, and should be condemning and dropping their contracts with him immediately. Um, he also added that for something as, as unacceptable as anti-Semitism, companies must make it clear where they stand, regardless of the financial fallout. And so I, I, I say that piece, I think that a lot of things that we're seeing on social media too, okay, yeah, anti-Semitism is definitely something that you should be, mm-hmm. quote unquote, canceled over. Um, they're also saying that what he's done prior, and I, it was all done in a certain amount of time, should also have that same elevated stance as well. Um, yeah. And, and I think, you know, that is the crossroad that yeah. you, that many companies have to say, you know, let me look at this financial fallout. But really, when you think about it, Kanye West has lost more money right. than Adidas. Right. right. And so who is the who is the loser? and Who's the winner in this situation? Right. Yeah. And so Kanye, we know that he's no longer on the Forbes top billionaire Billion, list, yep, billionaire list. Right. And on top of, I think he lost, was it $400 well, million said, dollars from I said, this? I think they said that his he was a billionaire, but after this, you know, um, sever and ties, right. he's now worth $400 million is what they're saying. Right, right. Yeah. So, you know, he's losing money. We know that based off his comments about um, George Floyd's death, he is also now being sued by their family. So there is a clear yeah. financial fallout from him, right. right? And do you want your company to be tied to that ultimately as well? So who is the winner and loser in this situation? And I think that goes back to the article too, because um, this this uh, other brand, who's the he's a uh, executive vice president of legal fears for this company called Berlin Rosen. It said entering into a business relationship with Ye right now is like slapping your logo on a car accident. Even mm. though people might stop to look, it's a bad situation for everyone involved. Mm. Um, the other piece of this too is there are still people making arguments on social yes. media that they still support him, yes. right? Like even after the comments that he's said about so many marginalized communities, mm-hmm. um, people still saying, I'm still going to rock my Yeezys. Yep. I'm still looking for Yeezys. I'm still um, going to go to his concerts. If this he is done with mm-hmm. purpose. He was trying to get out of this deal to begin with. So many people that want there to be a deeper meaning yeah. to what has happened yeah. because I think they have such a reverence of the right. artist, right? right? But it's the same thing. I mean, we can talk about Kanye. We can talk about, there's so many other artists. Well, that's true. We can talk about R. Kelly. We could talk about so many different people. Like, can you separate the two? And my mind, personally, I it's hard for me yeah, to do that. Yeah, Right? Because I have my values and my morals sure. and I stand on those. Um, but we know there's a group of people who are going to continue to do that and right. support Kanye through this as well. Right. So. 
It'll more, be more to come. Interesting, but that's hot off the press, y'all. That is hot off the press. <laughs> the hottest topic that y'all could get today. <laughs> but I think you know, it just it brings a larger discussion that I know we wanted to talk about mm-hmm. as it relates to cancel, cancel culture, mm-hmm. right? Like what, what, and when does cancel culture kind of come up? How are companies going to respond to that? Um, and I think you made a really great point earlier that this whole shift in terms of what people are looking for when they're when they're going to work. Mm-hmm. We know that right now there's a whole entire shift in dynamic around employment, right? Yes. Like people are looking for culture, number yes. one. They want to go to a place where they're feeling supported and valued. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, some of the flexibility comes yep. into play with like hybrid and remote work, but the culture connection is really something that, people are looking for. Yeah. And I know even just talking to people who are looking now for just other opportunities, exploring different job possibilities. When I ask people, what is the first thing they look for going to a job? They go to their website. Yep. That is the first thing they look for. If there's a DEI DEI statement, statement. um, they look for what does your board look like? What does your employee base look like? You can put up pictures or whatever, right? Stock images, stock images, you know, but they're really diving into your website. That's the first thing. And then, so many people contact you on on LinkedIn. I don't know about you, but I know about yeah, me. Yeah. There are people who will contact me asking me about culture yep, for a yep, specific company. Yep. Um, hey, do you know somebody who works there? Or, hey, can I get your insight with this? And there's people who I don't even know. Yep. But based off of your LinkedIn, they see that you're affiliated with certain um, agencies or organizations. Yeah. And they'll ask you about culture. They're not asking you, like, hey, what is the pay? Right. You know, they're not asking you about anything else but the culture. And they want to have, can I get five or ten minutes of your time? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so I think also, too, to that point, outside of your website, your biggest um, brand, I say, or, or even just the people who advertise for you outside, of, is the people who, who work your there. Your employees. Your employees. Absolutely. Right? So that is that is huge. And so when we're talking about culture, what, again, what does all that look like? But then also, too, let me go to your, your social media. Let me go to your LinkedIn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what are you putting on there? What are you talking about? Right. Right. Um, most recently with abortion rights. Yeah. I think that was probably one of the hottest topics um, for a lot of companies right. as well to say, you know, have you made a statement? Are you condemning this? Are you supporting this? Right. How are you supporting your employees in terms of health insurance? Mm-hmm. Like all those different things. And there are people who are cancel a, a organization or a company based off of certain things like that. Absolutely. Um, I think there's just so much to look at. And and in a market that's as tight as it is right now, Mm -hmm. right? Like being in the spaces that we're in, DEI, HR, we're starting to see that more and more. Like employees are willing to quit over a lot of different things, Mm -hmm. right? And and this burnout from the pandemic, and we're just seeing that start to shake out a little bit. So uh, the market is just, it's employee driven. It is. And so at the end of the day, you have to pay attention to what employees want in order to better retain people um, and create the type of culture that will get you closer to your business goals, ultimately. Right, right. And that's what it it really comes down to. Um, You know, there's another article that we have talked about Mm -hmm. as well. And it's called Fear of Cancel Culture is Driving Employers Off Social Media and Stunning DEI Efforts. Yeah. Um, and so it talks about nearly 97% of all Fortune 500 companies use at least one social media network, such as LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, et cetera. Um, while social media can be an opportunity for a company, as mm-hmm. we talked about, to promote job postings, establish relationships, and support social causes, those efforts can quickly be derailed by today's um, social media cancel culture. Right. 
So, again, like we said, you have to be very aware of it. If someone makes a mistake, there's a lot of shaming and blaming that goes into publicly on social media. It doesn't produce discussion. It doesn't provide an opportunity for people to learn. It doesn't because once you make a mistake, that's it. And I think as it relates to the work that we do in the DEI space, that makes it really tough to really Mm -hmm. make any movement in the space, right? Like if only – can you imagine if you made a mistake? Like think about just learning something – Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, I'm going to say calculus because no one likes calculus. Well, maybe some people no, like calculus. I, I don't. <laughs> but I just think about like learning any type of subject. And imagine the first time you make a mistake, it's over. You right, don't have the opportunity right. to learn from it. Now, obviously, there's a lot more nuance that's involved with things like race and ethnicity and all these different diversity characteristics that we often talk about. Mm-hmm. But I think it just shows that there's not that much room for space in this space. Right. You know? And it's difficult, too. I mean, I think about, I mean, now we're, I mean, politically, we're so polarized, we're polarized yeah. at this point, And everything is a political issue that is very hard sometimes for companies to even think about, should I say this? Should I right. not? How, what angle should I take? So this is not easy at all. There's a lot of conversations even in that uh, direction, right? Like whether companies should post or not. And companies now, a lot of the things that I've seen in this space um, are people are kind of making rubrics. Like mm-hmm. when should you make a statement about something? Yep. Does it directly impact your employees? Yes. Have you done the work in the space to maybe make space for it to begin with? Like resource right. groups or, um, you know, your company culture already mm-hmm. exists in a way that that relates to what you're talking about. Yes. Okay. Right. Then say something. Right. No. All right. Go back to doing, doing the work right. before you try to say exactly. something because then people are going to say, Oh, it's not authentic or you're just saying this because this is the trending topic of the day type right. of thing. You right. Know? Right. Again, then you'd be caught up in cancel culture. Right. So like, <laughs> what, what do you do? What do you do? I think you have to be, first of all, I think that, um, you know, companies have to be a lot more authentic yeah. from the inside yes. out. Um, because, again, I always said there isn't necessarily always a rule break. I go back to 514. There was no rule break right. to what to do, right? right? But we know that there are some companies who were authentic, and we know that they were doing the work. Right. right. Even before 2020, they were doing the work. Before it was a D called DEI and, and all these different things. So, again, I think you have to lead with authenticity. Rely on employee resource groups, as we talk mm-hmm, about, mm-hmm. Um, if you have those as well. And if you're not doing the work, you need to start doing the work. So, and I think that brings up a great question, too, because there's a lot of companies who are looking to maybe diversify their population, right? I'm looking to diversify the representation in terms of my employees and what that looks like. Um, but I don't have the representation to begin with. So yes. what do I do? Do Am I not allowed to say anything? Should I just kind of keep quiet? And then people are going to say that I didn't say anything. I think one of the best practices is to lean on yes. those lived experiences within your organization. Yep. And if you don't have them, maybe look at some partnerships and opportunities Absolutely. to partner with groups um, that exist external to your right. own organization to begin with, right. right? Like there's so many different things I think they can do if they don't currently have that. But yeah. You got to be, you got to be, it's a fine line. It is a fine it's line. It's a fine line. Yes. You're walking a tightrope. Yes. You know? So I guess the question ultimately becomes, do we sign on to cancel culture? Is this something Ooh. that, you know, uh, you jump fully in and you're like, with the Kanye situation, yeah. no to Kanye. But if an organization says something that's, you know, something that you may not necessarily like, are you jumping into that? Like, where is the fine line for you personally, right? There's yeah. so many different things. I look at, um, we, we can bring it to a broader scale of sports, right? We know yeah. that there's so many yeah. sports teams that change their name over time, 
right? We have the Washington Redskins who changed your name. You have the Cleveland, was it? It was the Cleveland Indians. Indians, right? So you have all these sports teams have changed their yeah, name. Yeah, You had products that changed their name from Uncle Ben to, I don't know what it is, but the Aunt rice Jemima. is still good. What's, what's the Aunt Jemima syrup now? The something meal, the... I don't know. I General forgot. Mills? No, it's not General Mills, but oh. something mill. I can't remember okay. what it's called, but they changed your name. So, okay. like, so again, you know, like there's just so much that so much that goes on. And I think it always goes back <laughs> to because you know, okay, changing your name and that's great because it was rooted in a lot. Yeah, I don't, you know, it was rooted in some systemic things. It was rooted in some stereotypes. I think, um, but ultimately. And it even goes back to, because some folks have said, well, the Black Lives Matter organization, mm-hmm. like, you know, regardless of what has happened on that end, people are really looking for that authenticity. Right. And it's not always related to just a name in itself. Like, what? where's the work being done, right? right. Like, you know, even with the statues that have been taken down, yes. the historical knowledge that kind of came around that right. was, was good. Don't get me wrong. It should have never been there in, there in the first place. But right. it gives us an opportunity to right wrongs, right? Yes. Like you can go back and realize, you know what? This statue shouldn't represent what we are. It right. shouldn't have never represented what we are. But now we have the ability to, to correct and, right. and course correct, right? So I think it's meaningful to do those changes. Right. But ultimately, the work still needs to be done exactly. on a systems level, exactly. right? Like on a larger level. But I think also, too, if this would have happened with the whole thing with Kanye a few years ago, I think Adidas would have just probably like, uh. You know, we may not necessarily have Before to evaluate 2020, it. you mean? Yep. Yeah. We may not have yeah. to necessarily evaluate yeah. it. It may just go away. Right. Right. But now, because you have interviews, yep. so again, social media yep. at your fingertips, now a lot of organizations are left to, to question some yeah. of their, their next moves. Their practices. So, yeah. It's interesting. I think, you know, when I think about the people who have provided space for Kanye, even in this, it's just like y'all are giving him space to further damage. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, I think, people should be able to have their voices heard. And I think we started with this, right? But the repercussions that come from that are what they are. Yep. You know? Yeah. So we'll see what happens Ooh, next. Yeah. We'll see what happens next. Cancel this culture. Cancel culture is real. Um, and we should be demanding accountability. Yes. Regardless. I always say you can you know? walk with your feet and my, well, my dad says that actually. What do you say? Me. He was like, you can just walk away basically. Right. Okay. He was like, use your feet. He's like, you don't always have to just use your your mouth, use right, your feet. Right. So you can walk away without your Yeezys on your feet. <laughs> but you can walk away, right? Or and then also too, like where do you where do you want to spend your money, right? Yeah. I mean, I think about just again, we could keep going on this topic, but I think about H and M a few years ago. Right. Had a um, sweatshirt with a monkey on it with right. a little black boy. Right. I mean, that was canceled. You remember Gucci had the shirt and it was like blackface, black the face. shirt that went up here with the red lips. And I remember, uh, I forgot what what store it was, but they had a sweatshirt, Kent State with Kent State with blood on it. Um, oh, from yes, when there was a massacre at Kent State. So yeah, it's just so many different things, and it's like, you know, again, you can just walk walk away. But when do we? I, and that's the question, right? That's the question that we're going to leave y'all with. Like, you know, do you wh- walk away? When, when do is, you walk when away? Is enough enough? And why do you walk away? Yeah. You know, what does it take for yeah. you to walk away? Yeah. And we've seen some different instances on what has happened. Um, in this case, I think historically we've seen that. Yep. Um, people get canceled for a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Then they come back. I think um, within the black community, you started to hear some of that too. Like, yeah. okay, well, we're going to be waiting for Kanye's gospel album number two um, <laughs> right. to come out and be welcomed back. But right. who knows? Who knows? Oh, you yeah. know, at this point. So, woo. Yes. 
Yes. It's a I lot. Mean, it's a lot. It's, it's a, a lot. lot. So we always wrap up with a gem of the day. Yes. Which I haven't even thought about. Me my neither. Gym. And I know you're going to try to give me that first because I'm like, what? What's the gem of the what day? What is the gem of the day? Um, hmm. You know, so I think one thing that I've been thinking about um, recently, and I think we always go back to self-care, but that's yeah, just, you know, that's Because that's, that's always relevant that's, for that's us. That's what it is. It's relevant because, you know, that's exactly what I was thinking about, too. Because I, I will call you in a heart. Cool. You went on a trip? Okay. Yeah. Where are we going? Yeah, always every day but um for me what i've been thinking about so you know both you and i we work mm-hmm. long mm-hmm. hours we have our nine quote unquote nine to five because we know it goes longer yep. or, or earlier yep we have businesses we have podcasts we have yep. so many different yep. things um but cool and i recently started this 75 soft challenge 75 soft not hard not soft. the hard one um but as i'm easing into it we easing into it um (laughs) you know there was something i started reading this book uh and it's by um tunde oyune so before we go there you want to explain what the 75 you you can okay so while she looks for that so the 75 there's a hard version there's a soft version basically it's 75 days that you're committing to yourself um the 75 hard you're going to do two workouts a day one has to be outside it's a mental challenge as well you have to drink a gallon of water a day you have to read at least 10 pages of a book, nonfiction, um, and s- take a picture of yourself every single day as nah, well. I don't do the picture, y'all. The 75 Soft is a little bit softer. you got to work out at least uh, once a day mm-hmm. for 45 minutes. You do have to read with that. Yes. I think you take a picture weekly, yep. and the workout doesn't have to be outside. And drink your water. And you still have to drink your water. Yes. And you have to follow, for both of them, you have to follow some specific diet. No... Alcohol, no carbs. I think alcohol no. is during um, special occasions. Like if you were like to go out for a special occasion or something like we that. We have special occasions every day, But though. we got to decide what's, we gotta decide, what's yeah. special and what's not. So y'all see, we still try to navigate this 75, <laughs> y'all. We try to navigate. But right. it's basically just reorienting yourself to wellness. Yes. Let's just say that. Yes. And so we started off 75 days until the new year. Right. Um, but there is a book that I've been reading. It's called Speak by Tunde Oyene, uh, who is a Peloton instructor who I absolutely we love. We love her. Hey, Lo- Shout out to Tunde. Come if you on, ever hear us on this yes, podcast. Tunde, come on. We want you on here. <laughs> yes. We do. Um, but there are something that I wrote down. Um, she talks about, there's two things. One thing she says, and she opens up her book by saying, the beauty of uncertainty is inf- infinite possibility. The beauty of uncertainty? Yes. Mm. Is infinite possibility. So okay. I wrote that down because I loved it. But there's Ooh. five pillars that she also lives by. And I kind of been trying to incorporate this mm-hmm. into my daily life. Um, surrender, power, empathy, authentic- authenticity, and knowledge. Okay. And so every day I think since I've been reading this book, I really ground myself and think, am I following those five pillars? Mm-hmm. Is it something um, that I can start to incorporate into my day? And also, too, within decision-making as well. And I think sometimes we live in such a fast-paced world that decisions have to be quick. So quick. And so for me, especially in the past couple, well, past couple days, but week, I've been thinking about are the decisions that I'm making uh, following these five pillars? So, again, surrender, power, empathy, authenticity, and knowledge. So surrender from the stance of like surrendering from the the stance of anxiety. Am I making this decision mm, from anxiety standpoint? Mm. Right. So am I surrendering that way? Um, 
Sorry, y'all. My, my phone has Face ID on it. That's okay. Um, power. <laughs> am I taking a stance in that in that decision? In the decision am I you're making. I love that. that. Power? I love that. Right. Empathy, of course, leading with empathy. That's just always authenticity. Am I being true to myself? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, of course, knowledge. So, am I using any type of historical basis from um, uh, based off of? Am I making this decision based off of any knowledge that I brought previously? Um, any lessons learned? Okay. Like all those different things. So I think about that when it's especially when I have to feel like I have to make rash decisions. Okay. So a lot of times, either at work, in my business, or even personal life, there's a lot of times where people may text me or email me, and like, mm-hmm. I need a decision right now. And you may not hear from me for a day because for me, I have to pause and reflect and yeah. make sure I'm being true to myself. So I love that you have ease in that, too, because I know we've talked about, mm-hmm. you know, some of the stressors that have come mm-hmm. when people, a lot of people want things yep. from you. But it sounds like and it looks like you're in a place where you're like, look, I know I can't be everything yeah. to everybody. Yeah. Like, so. I said, like one thing I talked about even a couple of weeks ago, someone asked me what I come back and coach basketball. Oh, yeah. And what was my response? Nope. Nope. But I can find you someone who can. But you can find somebody <laughs> that can. And I think that's, you know, that's great. Right. Like coming to that resolve. All the um, boundaries. So the surrender in trying to be everything to everybody mm-hmm. i love that mm-hmm. i love that for you too yes, yes. um come on, speak to listen day we need you Tunde, come on come on the pot <laughs> but i think that's amazing right yeah. like the the thought process behind that i think i can relate to that as well where i think i told i don't know if it came from just exhaustion or whatever but i said you know what i'm deciding not to stress yep like i used to right mm-hmm. like i'm not going to wear the stress like i used to yep. um and i think that goes to some of the surrender too knowing that this is a busy season for mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. knowing for you too, because yes. I know how you work Oof. as well, right? Like every day is going to bring its own challenges, but kind of starting every day with a new sense of, okay, I, I commanded yep. that day yesterday. I did what I needed to do. Tomorrow's a new day. Yep. Let's start fresh. Let's start new. And I'm not wearing the cumulative stress that I used to mm-hmm. because I'm just like, it's not going to do anything for you me, look good on you, girl. you know, but tear my behind down <laughs> and give me some more struggles. Yes. So it's a day. Literally, my motto is a day yeah, at a time. Absolutely. Sometimes it's an hour at a time. It's a minute at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been doing some fiction. I know that's not 75 hard, yeah, but, but um, it's it's good to kind of take yeah. your brain off of yep. some things, too. But I've been reading American Marriage. Oh, yes. We talked about Amazing that. Amazing book. Such a great book. Amazing book so far. I ain't done. Um, and then really I good. just got the other title. Um, what is the the other title? Um and this is another this is another podcast, not podcast, but audible book that I just got. Scenes from My Life by Michael K. Williams. Ooh, ooh. So the you know I just got that. I'm excited to read that, and oh, I hear Michael that it's really K. great. Williams. Yeah, so I'm trying to you know just kind of pepper in yeah. different things, not always related to the work stuff that we do every day. Yes, you know you it's important it. to kind of mm-hmm. take that time. Um, not I've been not been watching as much TV lately. Just didn't have yeah. the time to do yeah. that. So. I have from scratch, y'all. Oh, you said you were re, um, watching a that. Whole, yes, a whole okay. Other okay, but when I finish it, I'll tell y'all. But from scratch, Netflix. okay. I gotta, I gotta, yeah. Find some time to watch yeah. the TV. So, anyways, yeah. Great conversation today, as always. Always nice to be back yes, just, with my just partner the in crime. Two of us. You know. Okay. So we will see y'all next week, and then hopefully we'll we'll be able to talk about some, some of that exciting news. Exciting news. It's very exciting. TBD, y'all. Yes. We'll talk to y'all next week. Peace. Bye.